Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. You're listening to episode 61 of Process to Profitability. Today, I'm talking with Ashley Gartland about simplifying and delegating in your business. So we talk a little bit about how you can simplify in your business and the five steps that she has to really getting to what it is that you want to be spending time on in your business and how you can make space for the things that you want in your life. We talk about the best place to start simplifying if you're running your business for a while. And then we dive into the topic of delegation. So we talk about using delegating to make your workload easier and save time and how you can think about delegating from the very beginning, whether you have done it before or not. So she gives us an assignment of laying everything out, brainstorming all of our tasks and figuring out what it is that we want to hold on to and what we could delegate to tools and systems and to different contractors. She also talks about just how it is that simplifying in your business can really benefit you and why it's so important. So I recommend that you listen to this episode and check out the guide that she mentions, the five steps to simplifying your business. It's going to be linked in the show notes and I hope you enjoy. Ashley Gartland works with women entrepreneurs whose business is doing well, but who feel like a hot mess behind the scenes and they know it's holding them back from reaching the next level. She helps them simplify their business and build a stronger foundation so that they can experience more growth and fulfillment in their work and more freedom in their life. Ashley has been an entrepreneur since the age of 22 when she got her start as a freelance food writer. After working in editing, event planning, public relations, and digital publishing, Ashley launched her coaching practice to help overwhelmed entrepreneurs grow their business by doing less better. Ashley's work has been featured in O, The Oprah Magazine, The Huffington Post, and Being Boss, And she'd appeared on the Startup Sessions, Courage and Clarity, and the Feel Good Effect podcasts. She lives for rainy days, is an avid runner and wannabe yogi, and prefers kombucha over coffee to fuel her day. Connect with Ashley and learn more about how you can simplify your business with her simplified guide that she mentioned in the episode or by joining her free community, Simplified Entrepreneur. Ashley Gartland works with women entrepreneurs whose business is doing well, but who feel like a hot mess behind the scenes and they know it's holding them back from reaching the next level. She helps them simplify their business and build a stronger foundation so that they can experience more growth and fulfillment in their work and more freedom in their life. Ashley has been an entrepreneur since the age of 22 when she got her start as a freelance food writer. After working in editing, event planning, public relations, and digital publishing, Ashley launched her coaching practice to help overwhelmed entrepreneurs grow their business by doing less better. Ashley's work has been featured in O, The Oprah Magazine, The Huffington Post, and Being Boss, and she'd appeared on the Startup Sessions, Courage and Clarity, and the Feel Good Effect podcasts. She lives for rainy days, is an avid runner and wannabe yogi, and prefers kombucha over coffee to fuel her day. Connect with Ashley and learn more about how you can simplify your business with her simplified guide that she mentioned in the episode or by joining her free community, The Simplified Entrepreneur. Hi, Ashley. Thanks for joining me. Thanks so much for having me. All right. So I read your bio at the top of the show, but why don't you tell us a little bit more about who you are, where you're from, and what you do? 
Yeah. So I am a business coach. I'm based in Portland, the Oregon one. And uh, I have a big focus on simplicity in my business and the work I do with clients. So my clients and the women in my community would generally describe themselves as being a little bit of a hot mess behind the scenes or a little bit overwhelmed or stressed out with how crazy their business is going. And they know that their business and their life are suffering. They know that they're not growing as much as they could or getting to the big projects in their business that they really want to take on. And they know that they're not enjoying the freedom in their life. And so I jump in and we partner together and help them simplify and streamline their business so that they can enjoy that growth in their business and so that they can experience that freedom in their life. So how did you get started doing that and working with business owners and creatives? Yeah. So I actually, this is actually my second business. So my first business was when I was a creative myself. So I spent 10 years working in food writing world and PR and the cookbook world and really honed my skills as an entrepreneur then. And what I didn't see back then when I was in my business that I can totally see now looking back is that I ran my business in a really different way from my peers. And so I had a lot of peers who were really burning out and really stressed out about their business. And I wasn't experiencing that. You know, occasionally that would happen. But overall, in the course of those 10 years, like I ran a really simple streamlined business and benefited from that. So when I shifted gears to become a business coach and support and mentor other creative entrepreneurs, I knew that I wanted to do it through that lens and really help them have a life-giving business, not just a business. Yeah, I think, especially in business for 10 years, we have all heard of people who have burnt out and have needed to take a lot of time off. And so it's really cool that you're approaching this from the beginning that you did things differently, that you made things simple, that you focused on what was most important and sort of let the other stuff sort of happen the way that it would. Mm -hmm. All right. So today we're specifically talking about simplifying and delegating. So why is it so important that as business owners, we simplify and make that part of the way we run our business. Well, I think first of all, it's to say that it's not for everybody. There are people who really thrive on the hustle and the stress and the overwhelm, and that is completely fine if that's the route to success that they want to go. But if you want a different route to success, then I think you know, a simplified business feels just simply feels better to run. It's less chaotic. It's less stressful. It's less overwhelming. But honestly, the real reason I, that I advocate for simplicity is because growth stems from simplicity. When people do less, but they do it better and they focus on the most important things in their business, it always leads to growth. And then there's this bonus that it also creates more fulfillment because they're doing the things that they're really lit up about and it leads to freedom in their life, which most often if you're running a lifestyle business is something that you really value. Yeah. I was just recording an episode about specializing in your business that will come out after this one, but it reminds me a lot of talking through that is that if you can specialize and pick like that one thing, it makes everything else a lot easier because you're really good at what you do. And then you don't have to worry about offering services or working with people that aren't going to be your best fit. Mm -hmm. And that's a whole other way to look at simplifying, right? Is about becoming the expert in your own niche and not worrying about all the other stuff. And that really creates a lot of ease for you. All right. So what is the best place for business owners to start simplifying if they've been running their business for a while? You know, I have a guide that's five steps to simplifying your business and we, where I walk people through five key steps that I take my clients through. So there's kind of five big ones, but honestly, bottom line is the best place to start is in your day to day and looking at your schedule and looking at the things that you do 
every single day that you can automate or systematize or maybe just stop doing to create some space and time for you. And that can absolutely involve using systems or delegating like we were talking about. Okay. So what are some of those steps then that we should take to start that simplification process? Especially for people that have been doing this for a while, they sort of have made things work as they've had to, but they're ready to actually take a step back and make things easier for themselves. Yeah. I love that you phrase it that way. Cause it's about, you know, when you're at that place where you've been in business for a little while and you're like, okay, I've been hustling for two or three years and you know that it's not sustainable and you're looking for a little bit different way. Simplifying is where you want to go and it's going to create the opportunity for you to really dig into your business and do that most important work. So when I look at the five key steps, well, I'll just run through them and then you can ask questions about each of them. I know we're going to talk a lot about one of them, which is delegating. But first, I really get people focused on doing less better. And this is especially true when it comes to their marketing. You know, the person who comes to me and says, I'm doing all the things, including things that aren't even adding to their bottom line. We look at their marketing efforts and pick the things that are most impactful and double down there instead of spreading themselves too thin and trying to be for everyone. So that's one thing we do is we focus on doing less better. The second thing is that we start relying on systems. And systems is just a fancy way of saying like the repeatable processes that you do in your business or the things that you do over and over again, you can save yourself hours each week by automating some of those or just creating a step-by-step system or a checklist for yourself that you can employ when you need it. It can really save you a lot of time. And then the delegation piece is really big. And sometimes that means delegating some tasks to an automation or a system or a tool. And sometimes it actually means bringing on a contractor. That doesn't have to be a big investment or a scary thing. And we'll talk more about that. The other two are a little bit more of mindset shifts. The first one is about learning to say no. And it's really instituting that uh, power of the pause when someone requests something from you, whether it's a client or you know, an opportunity, it's taking a moment to pause and say, is this a good fit for my business or is this going to overcomplicate things in an unnecessary way? And then the last thing that I encourage people to do is be proactive, not reactive. I find that a lot of times when my clients come to me and they're feeling really stressed and overwhelmed and like they're usually focused a lot and spending a lot of their time on busy work. And what we want to do is shift them to be proactive and focus on the most important work first and then fit all that reactive work, you know, the admin stuff, the emails, the stuff that is such a time suck to focus on that second to the, the big picture projects that they need to be working on. Okay. So we're going to come back to the delegating, but I really liked what you said about just focusing on the marketing and figuring out what is it that's actually adding to your bottom line and spending your time there. Because I think we're all feeling like we have to do all of the things and we have to do all of them well in order to see growth in our business. But I don't think that's actually the case. No, not at all. I think you first need to ask where's your audience and where are your people? And they're probably not on all the platforms. And so you want to think about, like I'll see people come and say they're on five platforms. I'm like, what if we took it down to three or two and got really effective with those platforms and really showed up on those platforms and used those strategies. And what would happen then? And so what that requires is that we look at what they're doing now and seeing where we can best leverage their time and energy and then give them permission to let those other things go and do a little experimenting for a bit. And it sounds like some of this is really figuring out what is working and what you need to start implementing into your business so that you can free up some of the other space. Like you don't want to just pick things randomly. You actually want to do it in a way 
that is going to benefit you. Yeah, you want to do it intentionally. You're absolutely right. And then when you talked about just saying no and the power of the pause, I think that is really hard for business owners and women. And it is hard to say no to opportunities, especially when we feel like we need the money or we want the clients. And if we give up that opportunity, we're going to be missing out on something. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why we say yes, is why yes is such a knee-jerk reaction. And then we don't stop to think like, is this actually a good fit for me? So I know how hard it is to say, no, I'm a total yes person myself. So instead of saying immediately go to the no, I encourage people to just pause and respond to requests with, can I get back to you in 24 hours? I need to look at my schedule or this sounds like a great fit, but I just need to make sure it's going to work for me. And can I get back to you? So that that gives you a little bit of a window to evaluate the opportunity and say, is this a good match for me in my business? Is this a good match for me in the goals that I have right now? Like maybe it's a great opportunity, but it's not going to lead to the result that you're looking to create right then. And that might be a no for you because it'll free up time to do something that should be a yes. Okay. Do you ever find that people really want that answer right away? Or does that make the opportunity then an immediate no if they have to know right away? Personally, like for myself and my clients, I've never had anyone say, I need to have the answer right now. Like a 24 hour, even if someone said, I need this really soon, you could say, could I have a couple hours or could I get back to you by the end of the day? Like just give yourself a few minutes to respond. I've never had anybody say, you have to say yes right now. (laughs) I did have one potential client who emailed me and was like, I really like your work. I need your help right away. And I was like, I don't really want to be told that I have to say yes to you right now. Mm -hmm. So do you have any other tips for saying no? Because that is something that I know a lot of us struggle with other than just taking the time to, um, you know, figure out if we can actually fit it into our schedule. Is that kind of the best way to approach it? If you feel like it's not a good opportunity right now, Yeah, to see if it fits in your schedule. I think two other things. One is to remember that no is a complete sentence that you don't have to add a but onto it or because like you're allowed to just say no. And the other thing is to really just take a second to think about the cost because every time you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. So to think about that, like if you're going to say yes to this opportunity to being on someone's podcast or to taking on this client or being part of a um, a summit, what are you saying no to? And are you comfortable with the cost of that thing? And most of the time you will be if it's a good fit, but you're always going to be putting some other things on hold in order to say yes to something. And you just want to evaluate that cost. And then my last question before we get into delegating, and it kind of relates to it, is when you are thinking about systematizing things and creating processes, are there any that you recommend that people start with? I think you want to look at this stuff. It's different for every business, right? And if we were just talking about, you know, just talking to photographers or designers or coaches, there'd be some more repeatable processes. You want to start noticing what are things that you do in your business every day or every week. So a lot of people have content creation. They have that they need to do every week for either social media or their newsletter. So maybe we create a system for that, create a checklist for that. A lot of people do client onboarding and offboarding too, right? You know, that's yeah. the best word for that. Is there a system you can put in place for that? Even if it's just a checklist that you follow so it you don't have to like think it through every time you just have to look at the checklist and execute. Okay. So it's not even always that there's some kind of program that's doing it for you, but just that you kind of have the steps laid out so that nothing gets left behind. You're not having to recreate the wheel every time. 
Absolutely. I use some, I'm not very techie, so I use, have some technology tools in my business, but I use Trello for a lot of this stuff. And all it means is when I'm doing my content creation, I just go onto that appropriate Trello board and everything's there for me. And I think that makes it easier because we like to be able to think about things, but when you know, just kind of, this is the outline of how I'm going to create content in my business, then you know where you are in the schedule and what needs to get done. And it's a lot easier to relax because you know you're not going to forget something. Exactly. And same thing with like client onboarding, right? I have a simple checklist and literally as I take the steps or as my team takes the steps to onboard somebody, they can just cross things off and we know exactly where we're at in the process and what's happened and what hasn't and nothing slips through the cracks. So it just, it relieves a lot of stress too. Part of what it takes to run a successful online business is having the right tools for the job. I'm sharing a list of all of the tools I use in my business in my toolbox. And you can find that at lemonandthesea.com slash my dash toolbox to download it now. These include tools that I use for podcasting, designing, running my business, and other things. So you can get a real inside look at everything that I use every day in order to serve my clients well and grow my business. Again, you can find that at lemonandthesea.com slash my dash toolbox. So as we transition into talking about delegating, because I know that that's a topic that a lot of my audience is interested in. It's a place where a lot of us feel like we're not quite sure if we're ready for it in our business, or if we are ready for it, we're not sure how to really get into that. How can we use delegation to make our workload easier and save time? Yeah, that's such a good question. When I think about delegating, I think about the fact that if someone can do something more effectively and efficiently than you, then you should consider delegating that thing and getting it off your plate because it's going to free up your time to do work in your zone of genius, to do the work that's most impactful and likely profitable for you. You know, if you're a designer, spending a bunch of time on admin is a much lower cost task. So you're going to be freeing up time to focus on the revenue generating activities. So it's really helps with your time management and it really helps with also your profits. Where should we start when we're thinking about delegating? When we think, okay, I'm ready to get something off of my plate, but I don't know how to go about doing that. Yeah. I love to encourage people to start with a brain dump. And this is what we do inside the guide too. There's the steps to do this, but basically you brain dump everything on a piece of paper, all the things that you do in your business. You list out all the tasks, all the things that you're in charge of. And it can be a pretty long list if you're a solopreneur with zero support. And then once you have it all on a piece of paper where you can see it and start to evaluate it, I like for people to look at that list and circle the things that only they can do or that they really, really want to retain ownership of. You know, sometimes there's things that we could delegate in our business, but we love doing it so much that we're, we want to keep it for ourselves. So I like people to go through and say like, these are the things that are my things that I really need to be doing because probably they can do them more effectively and efficiently than anybody else. Or, you know, it's their business and they need to be the person doing it. And then everything else is likely something that you can delegate. And that might be delegating to a tool or a system or an automation or it might be looking at bringing on a contractor. So what I like for people to do then is look at the rest of the list and just make little notes next to those tasks and write what they're going to delegate it to, whether it's a tool or the system, or if they want to actually write down an actual person or a job title, you know, if they want to write web designer or VA next to it, and just start creating a little bit of a plan for themselves. And they'll start to see 
who would really be the best person to delegate things to. So what are some examples of things you might delegate to a tool? Because I think in our businesses, we all have the finances to invest in a tool that's going to help us. So maybe what are the things that we could send there first to start getting things off of our plate? I love that you asked this because the biggest hurdle to delegating is people say they have no money to spend. And that might be true. Like you might have a very you know minimum profits in your business and you might not feel like you can bring on a higher, but you absolutely, like you said, can bring on a tool or a system. So I think a really great example is like managing your schedule. Some people would want to hire an assistant for that. But you could actually purchase an affordable tool like Acuity or Calendly that can fill that role for just a few dollars a month. And it can save you so much time on going back and forth, making appointments with people. Yes, I use Acuity for scheduling. And if you then use a tool like Zoom, which is what we're recording on now, I pay a little bit for Acuity, I pay a little bit for Zoom, and it actually sets up the calls and schedules them for me. So I don't even have to go in and like make all of that happen. But just for a few dollars a month, it can all happen seamlessly without me doing anything. Yeah. And for a few dollars a month, like for me, I use Acuity as well. And so for me personally, like a few dollars a month, this system, this tool is managing all of my client appointments. And so instead of me going back and forth with everyone trying to find a time and figure out the time zone differences and everything that would take me hours a week to do for clients, this tool does it for me automatically. And so then I can take those three, four, five hours I would have spent doing that and use them to do something impactful in my business. And I think there are a lot of tools out there. It's just figuring out what it is that you need to get off your plate and seeing if there is something out there that can help you with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's where that task audit comes in is you'll start to see when you do it, you're like, you can start to see it when it's on paper. What are some of the things that I could get off my plate? And then you can start to match make with the right tools. Yeah. And there are even things that are as easy as writing canned emails. I recommend this to my clients when they're setting up like their contact form is that you should have some sort of a canned email or a notification that people get when they submit it that says sort of what the next steps are. And if you can get that to happen automatically, or at least it's just a copy paste thing, that's a lot faster than having to write it out every time. Oh, absolutely. And same thing with like a frequently asked question page on your website or some sort of autoresponder. I find that that's really helpful for a lot of my clients too. If they see that they're spending hours a day answering emails or answering the same questions on Instagram, that they might create a frequently asked questions page that they can link to for people, or they might create a frequently asked questions, you know, autoresponder that they can then go out to people and get them the answer they need without taking a lot of their time. Okay. So if we have sort of delegated to tools, but we think we need to actually hire a person in our business, how can we do that without spending a lot of money and really making a big investment up front? Yeah, I think that's a great question. You know, and I want to say that I spent my first 10 years in business. In my first business, I did everything myself from the transcribing of my interviews to the public relations PR type stuff that I was doing. So I'm totally coming from the place where a lot of, I'm sure your audience is coming where they're like, I don't have a lot of money to spend. I don't have a lot of time to train somebody and I'm not sure I can trust the right person. So when you're thinking about starting this, what I did in, in this business, because I decided I wanted to delegate in this new business pretty early on, was I looked to start small. And I looked to start with just very small projects, one-off types of projects that I could use as a testing ground to see what delegating created for me, what opportunities and how much time it freed up for me. And also to see what working with that contractor was like. 
So I started delegating a couple of things to an online business manager, but we did it on a per project basis instead of on a monthly retainer to start just to see how it worked for both of us. And the same with web design and graphic design. Those are things that I've just delegated little pieces for up front before I bring someone on in a more of a contractor role. Okay. And so you just kind of reach out to people and set it up as, you know, this is, it's not even a trial, but it's just, I need help with this one project and test it out from there to see if it's something you want to delegate, how it works, if they're a good fit. Mm -hmm, Exactly. And I think that even backing it up one step further is that people are going to wonder, well, where do they find the person to reach out to, right? Yes. And and the person that they can trust. So I will say that I found all the people that I work with through referrals. And so I've asked people who I'm close to, like who's on your team and would they be open to doing some extra projects? Or if you're part of a Facebook group that you really trust, you could ask in there and see who comes up. And then you can go about and do that outreach where you're saying, hey, I don't have a huge project right now, but I'd like to start delegating. I think you might be the right person to do that with. Would you be open to doing a month-long project with me or a single you know, project with me? And then we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah. Did you struggle with delegating, with feeling like you had to really be in there and checking in on people? Or was it something that you found easy to hand off? Oh, I think it's a challenge for all of us, right? Like our business is our baby and it's really hard to hand off things. But I was also really clear that if I gave these things to someone else, if I gave design to someone else, which used to take me forever designing things in Canva, and if I could give that to someone else, I could see what actual value it was, that it would create hours for me, that I could do really important stuff. So I think if you understand that, it's still hard, but it gets a little bit easier to pass things off because you understand the opportunity you're creating. Yeah. And so you mentioned this a little bit, but how did you then look at things and evaluate whether or not it was worth the investment that you made to actually free up the time? Yeah. I look at it from two perspectives. One is, is it saving me time that I can then use to build my business or quite frankly, enjoy my life? And sometimes that's, you know, my OBM creates a lot of time for me. And sometimes that time is something I use to go spend time with my daughters. And that's insanely valuable to me. So I look at the value of that time that they're creating. And then I also think about if they can do it more effectively than I can, you know, if they can make it look better or perform better and create a better client experience or potential customer experience, then I also think it's really valuable. So I think that's a great example with design. Like I can design stuff and it can look kind of piecemeal and it'll do the job, but it's not beautiful and engaging versus if I pass it off, you know, a guide or an opt-in off to my designer, she makes it look beautiful to the fact where I'm getting people commenting on how great it is and how beautiful it is and how they love how it looks. So it creates an enhanced customer experience. So I think there's a lot of value in um, noticing that too. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned that sometimes it's not about creating time for you to work on more business stuff or to see like an instant return on the money because your social media person helped you get a client from social media. It's also about freeing time for you to spend on your life and mm-hmm. your family and doing the other things that are important to you. Yeah. Cause I'm really about people having a life giving business, something that supports their life, not takes away from it. So delegating can really get you there. And if you can do it in these small ways, you'll start to see how that feels and looks. And I guarantee you'll want more. So what other tips do you have for people who are interested in delegating or maybe they've done some delegating and they want to start doing more of it? 
I think if you've done some delegating and you want to start doing more, it's going back to that task audit or doing it in the first place and going through it again and saying, okay, what's the next thing that I need where I like really, really need support and start the process of looking for that person or that tool that can do that for you. And if you haven't started delegating, I think it's important to ask yourself why and see if you can come up with a way to overcome that challenge. So if it's no money to spend, you know, look at some cheaper alternatives. If it's that you don't feel like you can trust the right person or pass things off, find the right people, like get the referrals, go out and get some really good quality people in and interview them and see who's a good fit for you. And if you feel like there's no time to train somebody, remember that the time that you spend up front training somebody is going to pay off hugely down the road. And you just have to get into the mindset of doing that and actually do the work. Those are good. And I have delegated two things in my business. So my podcast editing and then some of my social media. And I was the same way. Like it was really scary at first, but I have seen how, you know, I haven't necessarily seen the money come back to me yet, but I've seen the freedom and the time that it gives me to work on other things. And that to me is really worth it. And I worked on with these people like very little at first. We started off like one project at a time so that I could make sure they were a good fit and that we were going to work together. They were going to do what I wanted. We were able to sort of train along the way based on me giving feedback and saying, okay, I want to do this a little bit differently. And now it's really hands-off where I can hand it over to them and I can just trust them to make sure that it's going to work. Yeah, which is amazing. Yeah. All right. So if somebody who's listening wants to take one step today to start simplifying, what should that be? Well, I highly want to recommend grabbing my free guide because it's got, it's five steps. But if you, if one step you take is getting the guide and then starting to work through the steps, that's great. (laughs) But if you just get the guide and do this task audit, that could be your one step, you know, follow the instructions inside the guide or just do a brain dump of all those tasks and really start to look at what you're doing. And I even would advocate for going one step further than we talked about with the delegating. When you're looking at all those tasks that you're doing, you can certainly say, these are the things I want to retain ownership of. These are the things I'd like to delegate. But I can almost guarantee that on that list of tasks, there's also a handful of things that you could just stop doing. And sometimes it takes some perspective from someone else to point that out. But usually there are things that we're doing that aren't really benefiting our business. We're just doing them because they're a should. And we were told, someone told us we should do them. And so we do them, but they're not benefiting us. And so you can also ask yourself when you look at that task audit, like, what can I just stop doing? Do you have any examples of how you've done that in your business? Yeah, let me think of one. Um, I think a lot of it is with social media for me. And it's like, it's not necessarily maybe what can I stop doing, but what do I need to stop doing daily? Like I don't actually need to do these things every single day for hours a day. I could do it in a much more efficient way. Okay. That makes sense. And I think sometimes we have to just get over the shoulds that we have heard of you should do this and you should do that and see what's going to actually work for your business. Yeah. Because that is really what it's all about is what works for your business that helps you serve your clients. It's not about if everybody else thinks you're doing it the right way. Absolutely. And it takes a little bit of time to find your way and find what works for you, but you're not going to get there by doing all the things. You've got to focus on a couple of things and like experiment and see if they're working. And then you can always swap things in and out as needed. All right. So can you give me an example of how serving your clients well has benefited your business? Mm, absolutely. I think that when we as service-based entrepreneurs are serving our clients really well, we're staying in our lane and we're owning our expertise and we're bringing that to the table and really helping them with the things that we're best at. And when I do that with my clients, 
it gives me the chance to become known for a particular style of coaching and to generate those word of mouth referrals for when people are saying, I'm really overwhelmed, I'm really stressed out, my business isn't working, there's got to be a better way. And people know they can say, Ashley can help you with simplifying. So staying in my lane and doing that kind of work with clients really creates that opportunity for me to become referred. Yeah. People know you for a very specific thing and that helps you because then you can talk about that thing and it helps them because they know what they're getting when they come to you. Absolutely. Like no one's going to come to me and say, teach me how to hustle and teach me how to do all the things. So it's great. (laughs) All right. So tell me two things that you're loving right now. They can be business or life. I'll do one of each. In business, I'm loving Loom. It's a tool we haven't talked about yet, but if you guys have not heard of it, I think it's useloom.com and it's a video and screen recording program. And I think their slogan is something on the lines of, you can talk faster than you can type. And I used to write these really long emails to my clients or I would do website reviews for them to help them simplify their website and their copy. And I would type everything out and it would take me hours. But with Loom, I can just make them a quick video sharing my thoughts or I can go onto their website and point some things out and screen record and it saves me so much time. I know a lot of my clients have started using it in their own businesses as well. Yes, that's a tool I use for mock-up reveals for my client or tutorials and it's, it's a great one. It's great and as far as I know, it's still free. So yes. like amazing tool. And then my personal life, uh, something few people know about me is I am a huge sitcom fan and it's not really like the newer sitcoms. I couldn't even tell you what's playing on TV right now, but I really love the old ones like Cheers and um, The Office and Will and Grace. And so right now my husband and I are watching, re-watching Will and Grace and I'm just loving the chance to just plug in and laugh at night. Yeah. I just watched The Office for the first time. So I love it. It was really good. And it was so different watching it now that I don't work in an office. And I was like, I'm kind of really (laughs) glad that I don't have to do this. Yeah. All right. So what are you excited for that's coming up in the future? You know, I'm super excited about the community that I run. So I have a small Facebook group called The Simplified Entrepreneur. And I'm just really excited by the women who are showing up in it. It's almost all women. There's a couple of men, but you know, the women who are showing up in it and they're really raising their hand and saying, I'm ready to do business in a different way and in a more sustainable and life-giving way. And they're eager to figure out how to do that. And I just love that there's starting to be a conversation around this approach and the women showing up are supporting that and, and loving doing challenges and trainings and stuff inside that group. All right. My last question is where can people find you online? Yeah. So I'm at ashleymgartland.com. On Facebook, I run the Simplified Entrepreneur Group. You can just search that. And then I'm on Instagram occasionally. It's one of those things that I don't do as much as I used to, but I'm still on there a little bit at Ashley Gartland. And then if people want to grab that guide, it's ashleymgartland.com slash simplify. And that's that five-step guide to simplifying your business where I also dive really deep into the delegation piece. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I think this is going to be a great one for people to jump into simplifying and learn a little bit more about how they can delegate. And I'm going to link to everything in the show notes so you guys can get the guide and make sure to check it out. It's got a lot of great information. Well, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. And please, if any of your audience has questions or wants to reach out, I'm pretty accessible. So please do. 
Thanks so much for listening to this episode with Ashley. We had a great conversation about simplifying and delegating, and she is really living this out in her own business in finding team members and people that she can trust to help her do the work. We actually got connected the first time because she reached out to me to delegate some of her website design, and it was a really fun way to get a little bit of work for me and get to know her and for her to be able to get something off of her plate that she had been struggling with for a while. If you're interested in learning more about how to simplify your business, make sure you check out her guide, The Five Steps to Simplifying Your Business. I'm going to link that in the show notes and you can also get it at ashleymgartland.com simplify. And you can join her Simplified Entrepreneur Facebook group to really connect with the people there. She is growing there and really helping people to start simplifying in their business so that they can live the life that they want to live and not always be worried about hustling and doing all of the things. If you like this episode, I'd really appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or message me on Instagram and just shared it with a friend. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show.